0: Hello, you are now listening to Real Matters of the Heart, the podcast, where we say life is all about chances, and you can determine how many you take, but not how many you get. I am your host, Joy. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 27, Coping with Failure. This is a morning quickie episode. But Before we jump into it, I must take a moment to pause and acknowledge the epicness, that's right epicness that was this weekend I just hosted my very first pop-up lessons from living and it was lit okay I had a wonderful wonderful time my workshops were phenomenally successful so many people passed through the pop-up and purchased their merch with a message and left me wisdom on the wall of wisdom and we just had a good time really grateful for the turnout and for the participation and for the sentiments and for the love that was shown and just to know what this whole project was birthed from and how challenging and difficult and dark that time was for me and to know that I was able to look for the light every day and find it and not only find it for myself, but find it and shine it on other people is just such a great feeling of, I don't know, even just, just resilience, I guess is probably the biggest thing I can say. So thank you so much to everyone who came out this weekend. And before we jump into the episode, I want to share with you a few pieces of wisdom that I pulled off the wall of wisdom that I think are relevant for what we're going to talk about today. So the first one says, learn to appreciate your sufferings as they will bring endurance and then character and then hope and that is from at the Candice Renee the next one says everything will make sense in the end and that is from at niche every day is a good day to get better yes that is from at the mark of genius Nothing is for nothing, which is one of my classic sayings. If you know me and you've talked to me for more than five seconds, you've probably heard me say that. So thank you, Miss Auntie Neen, for um, contributing that gold nugget. She was at the workshop. No doubt I said it in the workshop for sure. And the final piece is fearing a no also denies you the possibility of a yes. And that is from at Kiyama underscore B underscore art. Thank you all for contributing those words to the wall of wisdom. And I think that those are all relevant to what we're talking about today, which is coping with failure. So again, the Lessons from Living Project was birthed from just a very difficult time in my life. And a large part of why I interpreted so much of what was going on during that season as just very negative was because I had assigned a meaning of failure to a lot of it my relationship ended I thought of myself as a failure because of that I was closing my business I thought of myself as a failure because of that and just I felt like I was really betraying myself and a lot of dreams and a lot of things that I worked so hard for so just in general I felt like I was doing a lot of failing failing at that time so um It took a lot of work for me to um, do some of the things I'm going to talk to you guys about right now in order to come out of that space so that I could begin to blossom into this new season that I'm now currently enjoying so thoroughly as a result of doing this work. So without further ado, let's talk a little bit about coping with failure. The very first thing I recommend when you're dealing with failure is to reframe the incident. Why do you call it a fail? And oftentimes, the reason why we call something a fail is because we have shoulds. And I tell people all the time, stop shooting on yourself. Um, and that's something that I've been working on myself personally. I'm very, very cautious and careful about the ways in which I use the word should in conversation. Because when you use that word, you have to ask yourself, I should be doing this or showing up like this based on what standard Created by whom, right? Because oftentimes when we tell ourselves we should be doing a thing, it's based on a communal standard that is very broad stroked um, and doesn't often reflect very personal and intimate details about who we are authentically and more so about the family or society that we're raised in or maybe religious rules or you know, whatever, different cultures at school or at work or just different roles that we play in our lives and we have these things that we think we quote unquote should be doing that may or may not ever even reflect who we actually are. And so it's important to make sure that we're reframing those situations and asking ourselves the question of why do I call this a failure? According to what standard am I actually failing? And sometimes even in reframing, it's important that we Um, reframe our expectations versus the reality of what is so let's talk about like again that should and what is it that I'm expecting myself to do and then what is it that's actually happening And then looking at the space between those two things, between your actual self and your expected self and seeing like what's going on in that space. Do I need to make adjustments? What are my expectations? Do they need to be adjusted? Or how can I align my reality such that they um, meet my expectations? What can I do there to close the gap between the two? Or should I even be trying to close the gap? Because again, if you are reframing and reassessing things, you may discover that that should, that you're trying to reach that expectation is really not even in alignment with who you are and you can um, kind of fix it, so to speak. So the next step would be refocusing your energy. So oftentimes we can extrapolate, right? And we do like one small mistake and that turns into the whole thing is a failure. And we can really begin to stretch far and wide and um, make, again, these very blanket kind of assessments of what we're doing based on one small fraction of the bigger picture but what's interesting about that is that we don't often do that in the reverse meaning when we have small victories we don't go out of our way to celebrate those but we will go out of our way to be and browbeat ourselves when we perceive ourselves to have to have failed at something so it's just very important to refocus our energy and make sure that whatever we're experiencing we are um choosing to see how it's supporting us and being our best selves even if we experience it as unfortunate or unfavorable we have to remember that it's still serving us in a way that's going to support us and being our best selves so we can refocus our energy not on what feels bad about the situation but what is good that's coming from it right so keep things in perspective and evaluate based on what could be better as opposed to what went badly and the last step I'd say is to reevaluate your intentions. So kind of going back to what we talked about with the whole should thing. If you find that when you're saying you should, quote unquote, do a thing that is maybe not aligning with who you believe yourself to be or who you hope to, to become as you continue to evolve. um, You might want to just kind of step back and say, OK, I set out to do something, but. Maybe I discovered something different along the way and maybe I need to reassess or reevaluate what I intended to do and how I might approach or go about doing, doing that or doing something different. Um, and when you do that, again, you begin to align yourself with opportunities to create what it is that you actually want to do versus what it is that you think you should be doing. According to these other standards, that may not even be a, uh, an accurate reflection of who you are. Um, so reframe the incident, refocus your energy and reevaluate your intentions are great ways to cope with perceived failures. Because the thing is there is no absolute there is no definite everything is relative right and so what you perceive as a failure someone else might like be incredibly excited to have achieved that and so while I do recognize that it is up to you to define your experiences I do also think it's important to in doing that again really check your perspective and remember that For so long as you are here, you're constantly evolving. So even if you count it as a failure or even a success on today, that evaluation might change according to whatever it is you intend to create any other given day in your life. So one of the things I do around um, failure, because I think the biggest underlying thing, and this will be just something I'll say all the time to failure particularly, is fear. And oftentimes it's the fear of failure that we're responding to and it's not an actual failure itself which is also just a very interesting thing and something we'll probably explore another episode but in dealing with the fear of failure I do an exercise that I call fear setting and that is similar to goal setting you kind of look at what it is you want to do then you look at um, how it may be possible for you to do it and then you start about creating a plan for you to move towards creating that so I do a similar thing with this exercise I, I do called fear setting, and we won't go through the full thing because I save that for my workshops. You guys have to come and get that when you see me live, but I will give you a sneak peek. And one of the things that I say about fear setting is the first question you should ask yourself is, "What is the worst that could happen?" And typically, like I said, you know, it's not the actual failure, but it's the fear of failure, and it's this huge thing that we have in our minds that we think is going to happen and um the truth of the matter is the worst thing that could ever happen is that you learn even if everything is shattered and go and doesn't go at all the way that you hoped or thought it would the very worst thing that could happen is that you learn a lesson you learn how not to do it, even if you don't yet know how to actually do it, you know what doesn't work. So you learn. That's the worst that could absolutely happen, no matter what the goal is, no matter what the intention is, no matter what the task is. The worst thing that could happen is that it doesn't go your way and you learn. So keeping that in mind, I hope that moving forward, we can find healthier, more productive ways to cope with perceived failures and begin to use those incidences as ways to move ourselves towards what it is we intended to create. So until next time, thank you so much for tuning in. And don't forget to submit your Lessons from Living. Go to joykmadison.com slash contact and on that page you'll find a link where you can submit your lessons from living online you may also submit your lessons from living by using the hashtag lessons from living on instagram so share your wisdom spread love and until next episode peace out That was the morning quickie, ideas and insights to inspire you and get your wheels turning in 15 minutes or less. Don't forget, the Real Matters of the Heart podcast is all about community, so I want to hear from you. Send me your thoughts, questions, concerns, and feedback to my email at hello at joyhearts.com or you can find me on social media at joyhearts, J-O-I-H-E-A-R-T-S past episodes of the podcast live online on soundcloud and itunes and until next time don't forget real matters of the heart is the place for you to come and be while you're still becoming